This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Wednesday, May the 11th, 2022. Hope everybody's week is going well. So many things are trending in the world of pro wrestling. And Headlines is your one-stop shop to find out all the headlines that are trending on social media and the various wrestling websites. Let's go ahead and let's jump right into it as we begin with Cesaro. Mark Middleton is writing in this hour from Wrestling Inc. Former WWE superstar Claudio Castagnoli, also known as Cesaro in WWE, reportedly has strong interest from various pro wrestling promotions, but he also has a significant asking price for bookings. Now, Cesaro quietly left WWE back in late February when his contract expired, ending his 11-year run with the company. He's been a free agent to sign with any promotion because his non-compete complause has ended. While Cesaro is one of the hottest free agents right now, we have not seen him appear in any wrestling company, but it's definitely not for a lack of interest. Fightful Select reports that several promoters have tried to book Cesaro for wrestling appearances and signings, but he's not accepted any of them. 
It was noted by some promoters that Cesaro hasn't even responded to some of the inquiries. Now, it's also noted by several promoters how Cesaro priced himself out of some bookings and that he wouldn't be able to work until he came back down to earth as far as some of his prices are concerned. Cesaro has represented by an agent who also manages other pro wrestlers. Now, the word is that some of the wrestlers have intentionally named a high asking price because they're, con they're content in staying home until the right deal comes their way. And they also are on the road so much they don't want to be on the road anymore. But there's no word yet on the case with Cesaro. Now, Cesaro is repped by the same person who manages Wyndham Rotunda, also known as Bray Wyatt, Mia Yim, and others. It looks like we may be seeing Cesaro make some appearances this summer, as one promoter has hoped to book Cesaro in July. Now, once again, we still don't know what Cesaro will do if he will accept. The Swiss Superman says he believes that at some point in time he will secure a deal. Now, where that comes, we don't know yet. Now, regarding Cesaro's WWE departure, sources say that they wanted to re-sign him, but the two sides couldn't come to terms on a new deal. It was also said over the last 16 months, Cesaro had shown that he knew his value wasn't going to get an unfavorable position. One source indicated that Cesaro and his team were very savvy when speaking with WWE officials in 2021 and 2022. They knew they were looking for a higher dollar value. Stay tuned to a wrestling inc and mark middleton as more details are coming through at this hour regarding cesaro kota abushi takes shots at new japan pro wrestling eric mutter is writing in at this hour from wrestling inc a situation between kota abushi and new japan pro wrestling appears to be boiling over after abushi unleashed several surprising tweets on tuesday now things between the former iwgp heavyweight champion tweeted early Tuesday morning, which was late afternoon in Japan, vowing to expose what he described as cheater's gun and sexually harassing bosses. The tweet in Japanese was translated by golden underscore Kuma. I'll expose all of those former cheater guns and the sexually harassing bosses from the company's president. Lies to his unreasonable power and harassment, Ibushi tweeted. Get prepared for this. I don't care. Now, four hours later, Kota Ibushi posted another tweet, posting a screenshot of a line of a chat between Ibushi and a New Japan higher up. Now, in the discussion, there's suggestions ending New Japan's contract with Ibushi, leading to the following exchange. If I'm told so from the New Japan side, I can't complain, Ibushi said. I'll get things settled. It's fine. You just can fire me. The source had said, well, what are you going to do now? If you'd like to read more about the exchange between Kota Ibushi and the bosses at New Japan Pro Wrestling, please check out Eric Mutter's article right now that is trending over at Wrestling Inc. Also trending at this hour, Mark Middleton is writing about Tony Khan announces Danhausen's in-ring debut. So many of you have been following the career of Danhausen as he's worked in several wrestling promotions, most notably with Ring of Honor. Now he is signed with AEW. Danhausen will finally make his in-ring debut on this week's episode of AEW Dynamite. AEW president and CEO, manager, and head of creator, Tony Khan, took to Twitter to announce Danhausen versus Tony Nese for the Long Island Dynamite that's scheduled for tonight. Now, the much-anticipated in-ring debut of the very nice and very evil Danhausen is set for 
tonight on AEW Dynamite. Will Tony Nese be a hometown hero in Long Island, or will Danhausen curse him? Don't forget, check out all things AEW if you follow them over at TBS Network and at AEW Wrestling. All right, let's continue. Top Impact news coming in at this hour from Mark Middleton. Impact announces top matches for their upcoming Slammiversary, which is scheduled for June the 19th. Impact Wrestling has officially announced that there will be an Ultimate X match at the upcoming Slammiversary pay-per-view that the Impact World Champion Josh Alexander will defend his title. Alexander's challenger will be determined this Thursday on Impact as the gauntlet for the gold match will take place. The winner of that match will advance to Slammiversary to face Alexander Alexander in the main event. Now, Ultimate X at Slammiversary will see Ace Austin defend the title against five challengers. The first qualifying match will be held on this Thursday's Impact with Chris Bay versus Kenny King and Laredo Kid versus Mike Bailey. Impact will celebrate their 20th anniversary with Slammiversary 2022 on Sunday, June the 19th from the Nashville Fairgrounds in Nashville, Tennessee. If you'd like to find out more about this, definitely go ahead and follow Mark Middleton, follow Wrestling Inc., and you can also follow Impact Wrestling. All right, let's keep the headlines rolling right now. WWE NXT sets new record for lower viewership in the key demos for the USA Network. Mark Middleton is also writing in at this hour. This week's live edition of WWE NXT 2.0 drew 533,000 viewers on the USA Network, according to Nielsen via Show Buzz Daily. Now, this is down 19.3% from last week's 661,000 viewers from their spring breaking episode. Now, Tuesday night drew a .10 rating in the key demo of 18 to 49. That's also down 23% from last week's .13 rating. Now, the .10 rating represents 130,000 people between the ages of 18 to 49 who were watching the show. That's down almost 25% from the 173,000 between 18 and 49 that watched last week. Once again, if you'd like to find out more about the numbers, go ahead and follow WrestleNomics. Now, NXT did rank number 51 on Cable's 150 this week with a .10 rating in the, once again, 18 to 49 demo. It's down from what ranking 33 last week. NXT ranked 72 in viewership on cable this week. This is down from last week's 51. NXT drew the lowest audience in the history of the show on the USA Network and the lowest key demo rating in the history of the show on the network. Now, the only episode that did lower in history was the February 8th, 2020. 2022 edition, which drew only 400,000 fans and did a .07 in the key demo ratings. But the episode did air on Sci-Fi due to the Olympics. Now, NXT had strong competition from the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs last night. Now, NXT viewership has overall been down 19.3% from last week, once again in the key demos. Right now, NXT is lacking behind where they were before at this time last year. If you'd like to find out more about all of the details regarding the numbers and the ratings, please check out Mark Middleton as he has this article trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. All right, Jim Ross gives update on Jake Roberts and his health. Well, it's not good. During the recent episode of Grilling JR podcast, AEW commentator Jim Ross spoke about Jake the Snake Roberts and revealed that the WWE Hall of Famer is not in good health and he's dealing with more continuing issues with his breathing. Now, recently Roberts spoke about wishing he had taken better care of his body over the years and he needs to take oxygen right now to help him breathe. Ross noted that Roberts' issues are serious and that the former WWE superstar 
needs everyone's prayers. Ross would go on to say, and I quote, I just saw him a few days ago. He's still battling his breathing issues, Ross said. He's not in great health, and that's not what you want to see. We don't get to see very much of him on AEW television anymore. His health is not good, and it's something he needs to address. He's still got surgeries left he still has to do. He's got breathing issues, so we will pray for Jake and hope that he gets better. We hope he gets back up to speed and rocking and rolling. If you'd like to read more what Jim Ross had to say about the current health condition of Jake the Snake Roberts, check out Marco Rivera's article, which is trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. Matthew Wilkinson is also reporting in at this hour exclusive MLW owner comments on the antitrust lawsuit that he has filed against WWE. Matthew Wilkinson is writing, MLW owner Court Bauer recently spoke with Wrestling Inc. managing editor Raj Gary on the Wrestling Inc. Daily about the antitrust lawsuit that MLW has filed against WWE. Now, well, it's probably the same as the majority of the companies over the past 40 years, right? They're predatory by nature. When Ring of Honor booked Madison Square Garden, what happened? When ECW was on TNA, what happened? All of a sudden, WWE is on there and they're going to head and trying to rebrand. Now they're going to go on spike, he said. What happens when AEW books a few of their arenas? Well, there's a pattern here, and it's not the first and it won't be the last. They got some pretty good flippant predatory tactics and it shouldn't be tolerated. It's incredibly damaging and disruptive to my company and to other companies and to the fans and the industry as a whole, which is why this is so important now. MLW is citing that the WWE uses various tactics to go ahead and prevent other companies from booking certain venues and being able to be on pay-per-view during certain time frames. Now, Bauer also talked about the tactics of WWE's lawyer, Jerry McDevitt. Right now, according to Bauer, McDevitt is trying to point the blame elsewhere, which is something he finds as a classic strategy. Bauer would say, and I quote, Well, I think Jerry McDevitt would like to place the blame anywhere but at the feet of WWE. Look over here. Look over there. Look anywhere. It's a classic strategy to misdirect people. Make them look conveniently where nothing is. Ignore interference, he said. That's his job, and that's what he's going to be doing, and it's total bull. Now, when it comes to the evidence MLW actually has against WWE, Court Bauer did not want to give anything away. He did, however, tease that they have exceptional evidence against Vince McMahon's company. If you'd like to read more about this, go ahead and follow Matthew Wilkinson, go ahead and follow Wrestling Inc., and continue to follow MLW for all the interesting information. All right, let's go ahead and let's continue. Antonio Anoki. We talked about Antonio Anoki's health recently on an episode of Headlines, but today Anoki is reflecting on meeting Vladimir Putin way back in 1989. Matthew Carlins is writing, Antonio Inoki, a legendary figure in Japanese pro wrestling, recently pondered his past dealings with the former Soviet Union. Inoki recalled a past visit back in 1989 where he briefly encountered a young Vladimir Putin. He says, and I quote, When I first went to Moscow, I had the chance to meet with some important people over there, Inoki said in an interview with Tokyo Sports. He says, When I got there, I entered through the KGB building. Putin is now in absolute power over there now. He was serving tea at the time. However, I didn't understand that Putin is in the KGB. I didn't think he was experienced enough at that point. I wonder what kind of people are attached to this staff. 
Well, I soon found out who was truly giving the instructions. 1989 was a key year in Ontokyo's political career as he was first elected to the Japanese House of Councillors. During that same year, Inoki invited a contingent of amateur wrestlers from the then-Soviet Union to the New Japan Dojo. They trained and eventually wrestled their matches for New Japan Pro Wrestling. One of the Soviet visitors also won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in 1989. If you'd like to read more about what Antonio Inoki had to say about his brief interactions with Vladimir Putin in the late 80s, go ahead and check out the article that is trending right now on Wrestling Inc. All right, Darby Allen is trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Matthew Carlins has this article. AEW's Darby Allen is looking forward to his match against Jeff Hardy on tonight's AEW Dynamite. Now, the two have been closely connected since Hardy made his AEW debut in March, and Allen says their connection goes beyond professional wrestling. Much more than that, he says. In a quote, Allen says, It's the way I see him live his life outside of the ring. The stunts, the craziness, all that things that draws me to him, Allen said as he talked to the New York Post. I don't get that from a lot of other wrestlers. I don't get that from anyone in general. Nobody excites me outside of the ring, but Jeff does. So the first time I talked to him, I was like, hey, you like to jump off of big things, don't you? I like to jump off big things. You like dirt bikes? I like dirt bikes. It was really an organic relationship and a conversation. It was super fun for us to at one point tag together. Me, Sting, Matt, Jeff. We were all down in Texas. It was a lot of fun. It just felt really, really normal. If you'd like to go ahead and find out more what Darby Allen had to say, the article that Matthew Carlins has right now is trending over on Wrestling Inc. Mark O'Brien is writing on it this hour. Corey Graves discusses possible WWE roles beyond just sitting behind the commentary desk. Following his signings with WWE in 2011, Corey Graves has worn a number of different hats while he's been with the company, in varying degrees of success as well. Subsequent to his retirement due to concussion issues back in 2014, Graves has primarily been working on the commentary desk and behind the camera with his mic duties. Now, recently speaking with WrestleTalk, the self-proclaimed savior of misbehavior, discussed his current position within the company and the potential for an in-ring return. He would go on to say, Now, what else can I do? Is there something else I can do? What other role can I have? I went and got cleared in the event that anything arises and they want me to fight somebody in the ring. I'm actually medically ready, said Graves. Not in ring shape, by any means, but nothing catastrophic will happen if something does happen to go down. Now, Graves went on to discuss where he sees his future in WWE, in different areas and what other things he would be interested in if he ever stepped away from the commentary desk. He says, and I quote, Now, I'm kind of just, I want to say I've plateaued right now, but I'm looking elsewhere. I'm looking at other things I can do within the company. What else can I put my hands on? Would it be working in creative? Would it be working in the business corporate side? There are so many different facets of this company that I've learned since I got hurt. I probably would have never experienced if I stayed just a wrestler. Learning about marketing, why television works the way it does, television rights, the whole different realm in which is so important to the wrestling business. But everybody's talking about what's your finish, what great bumps you're going to take, what great matches you're having. There's no shortage of talk about that kind of stuff. I'm just at the point now where I want to work what is going to take me to the next step up. 
If you'd like to go ahead and read more about what Corey Graves had to say, cruise on over to the article that Mark O'Brien has trending right now over at Wrestling Inc. All right, let's go ahead and let's jump over to e-wrestling news. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. Ric Flair, yep, he's back at it again. He's training with Jay Lethal, and another video has been posted to social media. There's currently an online pre-sale for WWE's return to Madison Square Garden. You can purchase tickets via Ticketmaster if you use the code WWEMSG. Now, earlier this week, WWE WrestleMania 38 preview was released on DVD and Blu-ray. Once again, there was another video that that was posted here on e-wrestling news that showed wwe hall of famer the nature boy rick flair in a training session with aew star jay lethal well flair took to youtube earlier this week and posted another video of the two training in the video you can see where flair takes a suplex from jay lethal you can also check out this week's edition of wwe's the bump where the episode features drew gallagher and jbl once again if you want to see both of these videos Specifically, Ric Flair and Jay Lethal locking back up again. Ryan Clark has the article trending right now on E-Wrestling News. All right, Ryan Clark is also writing in at this hour. News on The Rock, Roddy Piper, The Steiner Brothers, Ricky Steamboat, and so much more. Nashville, 1987. Rocky takes a promising new wrestling job, but is faced with a difficult decision. Agus spends a night with Miss Elizabeth. Teenage Dwayne starts to worry about his dad's health. And in 2032... Dwayne seeks advice from an old friend. On May 24th, there will be two episodes of The Young Rock that will be airing back-to-back on NBC and on the Peacock Network. Now, the 8 p.m. episode, the WWE sends Dwayne to Memphis to develop his wrestling skills when a booker bullies downtown Bruno, and Dwayne decides that he is going to fight back. In the 8.30 time slot, in 2032, candidate Dwayne Johnson rides up and down the halls of Election Day. In 1984, Rocky and Ada are at cross crossroads with their futures in wrestling so many things are happening right now but high spots also mentions there's going to be some auctions that have been announced and some upcoming autograph signings may 12th there's a private uh, autograph signing with anna j may the 14th a private signing with okada tanahashi will osprey and ishii May 15th, there's going to be a live streaming signing with the hardcore legend Mick Foley. May 17th, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And on May the 24th, Rick and Scott the Steiner Brothers. If you'd like to find out more about all of these, by all means, check out eWrestling News as they will have all of the latest. Now, if you're following WWE on social media and on Twitter, at WWE on A&E, they tweeted this out. Nobody knew what to expect when Roddy Piper opened his mouth. See the best of the unpredictable talker in his bouts from a clips on biography Roddy Roddy Piper on WWE on AEW. There is a trailer for the upcoming episode. Let's go ahead and let's keep the headlines trending right now. Deanna Peraza is making news and so are other Impact wrestlers. Ryan Clark is writing in this hour that Deanna Peraza reacts to Mia Yim's return to Impact Wrestling. Now during a recent an appearance on the Sports Guys Talking Wrestling podcast, Impact Wrestling star Deanna Peraza commented on Mia Yim making her return to Impact, knowing that Yim has been through a lot in WWE and so much more. Now, this is what Mia Yim returning to Impact Wrestling means, according to Deanna Peraza. We've definitely been in the ring quite a few times before. I feel like this happens when you get released by WWE and you're just thrown out there to see what you're going to do next. 
I've talked about Impact being a landing zone for so many people post-WWE and people coming here and thriving. I think Mia is going to fall into that category. Her debut was so great and so receptive. Everyone was thrilled to see where she was going to land. On a personal note, I am so very happy that she decided to come to Impact Wrestling. Now, on knowing what Yim has been through since seeing her last, I know she's been through a lot, and I know she was feeling that in WWE the last few months. If you'd like to read more about what Mia Yim had to say and what Deanna Peraza's feelings were, definitely go ahead and check out the article right now trending on eWrestling News with Ryan Clark. All right, more news about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Juice Robinson reveals the details of his new contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Pro Wrestling star Juice Robinson recently spoke with Sports Illustrated Justin Barso to discuss his new deal with the company and why he aligned with the Bullet Club and Jay White. Now, on re-upping with New Japan Pro Wrestling. If I was going to stay with New Japan, I needed to do it on my terms. That's what you're going to see. That's what you're going to hear. I now have the license to do what I want when I want. I'm keeping the details of the new offer private, but I'm here to tell you that I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. I don't want to work somewhere else. I want it to be here. I want to be ready to do all the things I want to do. New Japan is where I belong. Now, on why he aligned with the Bullet Club and Jay White, he would go on to say, We do what works best for us. It's real. It's been a real relationship between me and Jay since we were in New Japan Dojo. Jay can be the leader of Bullet Club. I'm fine with that. We remember when Michael Jordan won six championships, but he couldn't do it without Scottie Pippen. Bullet Club has been talked about a hell of a lot more since I've joined. So, sure, I'll be the number two. I'll be the Pippen. They were legendary, a one-two punch. Think of me and Jay and the things we can do in tag matches. I'm excited about the eight-man tags that we'll have with the Good Brothers. Bullet Club is just a whole lot better. If you'd like to read more about the reasons why Juice Robinson decided to re-up with New Japan Pro Wrestling, check out Ryan Clark's article that is trending right now on eWrestling News. All right, let's go ahead and let's talk about Drew McIntyre. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. WWE superstar Drew McIntyre recently sat down with Newsday for a new interview, and he was asked about a possible match with boxer Tyson Fury. Now, according to the Scottish warrior himself, the ball's in Fury's court, and he says he should reach out to WWE if he's interested in doing a match. There's so many things that McIntyre has said about a match with Fury. Now, he did say this specifically. First of all, I think we're talking about WWE. I think it'd be insane to get into a boxing ring with somebody, well, probably the best boxer of all time, certainly top five, but he's coming to ours in WWE. The ball is in his court. Now, he also talked about how Tyson Fury has had some obsession with him. McIntyre would go on to say, and I quote, I appreciate that my name is always in his mouth. He's got an obsession with Drew McIntyre, which is kind of weird, but I kind of like it at the same time. We've been going back and forth at each other nonstop for a couple of years now. He's got our number. My focus is on Roman Reigns and the title right now. But if he wants to do business, he knows our people. Give us a call. If you'd like to find out more about what the Scottish Warrior has to say, go ahead and cruise on over to Ryan Clark's article that is trending right now at E wrestling news all right those are all the big headlines that are trending on both of our good friends sites e-wrestling news and wrestling inc if you enjoy what we're doing by all means go ahead and share with a friend 
go ahead and share the link. Tell them, hey, check out Headlines. It's the daily podcast that gives you all of the day's wrestling in a really short episode so you can get back to your day. Listen to us while you're at the gym, maybe when you're driving home from work or maybe a long drive for work. We're here to give you all the latest. With that being said, follow me also on social media. My name is Mike Freeland at M-I-K-E. F-R-E-L-A-N-D. We appreciate so much your support. And with that being said, we'll catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of-